word. And even as Dave even prayed for the word today, Lord, we just we know the value of your word and how important that is to our lives. I pray that we would prepare our hearts today to hear. And Lord, that we receive all that you want to say to us today. We thank you, Lord, for all things, for your goodness, your love in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I uh, titled the message today, Think Big. That's a good thing, right? To think big. You think little, what's going to happen, you know? And how many know it's so important? It's so important what's going on in our noggin, what we're thinking. It's very important what we're thinking because the Bible says as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So it's so important what's in, a, in our minds, in our hearts, uh, because it affects our very life. And uh, thank God for the Word of God. Thank God that we have the Word of God, which, because when we came to the Lord, guess what? We came with all kinds of different thoughts, philosophies, ideas of life that we received from our parents and we received from school, we received everywhere, all kinds of thoughts, what's right and everything else. And how many know that, especially this day and age, you know, God is not the center of this country. He's not, uh, he's not honored in this country, uh, where it's not that long ago. Um, you know, the Bible was in, the, was in the schools, and it was honored. And, when, you know, and so many things that are in the world are so contrary to the, to the Word of God that's going against the Word of God because it's humanism fighting against God and the truth. So, so many things we fight, have to fight through, especially the younger ones um, who are out there. But thank God we got the Word of God. We got the Word of God. The Word of God helps us to learn how to how we should be thinking, and it's so important what we allow into our head. And you know, uh, we, we we the best place to be is in the mind of Christ, right? Tony, can you put the first scripture up? That's the best place to be is in the mind of Christ. Paul said, "For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him?" But we have the mind of Christ. Not just words. We have the mind of Christ. Amen. We got access to the mind of Christ in our lives. Don't think small of that. But we do right now have the mind of Christ that we want to operate. And whenever we're in the mind of Christ, that's a good place. But there's another place that we can be is in our own mind. And that's not a good place. When we're in our own mind, our, our old mind... That's not a good place to be. You know, problem is when we dwell in that place, many times there's a reminder of who we were, right? And a big problem with that, it, it, it causes a low self-esteem. I'm going to tell you, everybody deals with self-esteem, okay? And most people, it's a, it's a dealing with. Because everything in life, we've always, we've always concentrate on someone else. And we look at ourselves and compare ourselves. You know, I remember a woman recently told me, you know her, I don't need to mention it, it doesn't matter. And she told me, she said, you know, I'm going to tell you something. She said, you know, when a woman's in a place and another woman walks in, that woman's going to check her out and compare you automatically. You know, you know, it's so our mind, you know, and so it's amazing where our minds 
can go. But the thing is, every one of us, if you think about it, has, has to deal with low self-esteem at some times. And the reason that happens is we get out of the mind thinking like the Lord, and we go back thinking like I am who I was. There's nobody in this place that's any less than anybody else in this place. Okay? And usually people's self-esteem may come from who their family is. Okay? Well, my family is not quite as uppity as these ones over here. We're poorer. And boy, those people are better. You know, or, or however self-esteem be. Or I may not be as good looking as this other person. Okay? In so many different areas that when we get in looking at ourselves, it can really discourage us. Whenever we look in our self-esteem, we're looking in the wrong place, okay? Because we are sons of God. God is our Father. Imagine that God, Jesus, is the only begotten Son of God. He is the express image of the Godhead. Jesus is our brother, okay? Jesus is our brother. God is our father. That's who we are. When we're in the mind of God, we can see, wow, it's amazing. I'm an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. He's entrusted me. My home's in heaven, the Bible says, but he's entrusted me to be in this earth as a representative of him. So it's very important where we're at. Where is our mind at? Very big problem if it's in the wrong place. If it's on the mind of God, there's no limitations. When I say on the mind of God, on what God says about us, what's available, what we are, there's no limitations. If we're in the mind of Christ, you know what happens? We magnify him. When we're in the mind of our own mind, we go back and magnify our old life. It's important what's in our head. Reminds me of a funny story. Can I say a funny story? And I'm not going to say who the person is because I don't want to embarrass. It's one of my brothers. But I'm not going to bring any names up because I want to protect the innocent. And uh, years ago, I mean, when I was like 25 years old, we used to play golf a lot with this brother and my uncle. And we would play, and I would cost me, you know, ribbon and stuff, and and I'd be beating these guys, and we'd get to the 17th hole. There's 18 holes in the course. And they would look at each other, and they'd say, well, which ones are you going to screw up today, 17 or 18? And they would always beat me. They would always, because I would always mess up on the 17th or the 18th hole, and I would lose. In fact, back in those days, uh, I only beat one of them once. And he kind of teases me and laughs about it because it was the next day he went in the hospital for an operation. He was in pain. <laughs> so, but uh, I guess a win is a win. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, that's where it was. So fast forward. So these guys just to torment me. And fast forward years ahead. And this certain brother of mine didn't play golf anymore, but I was still playing. Um, so at that point, we both stunk. 
But I play a little bit more than him, so I stunk a little less than he did. Um, but anyways, I don't mean to make the story long. But, you know, I remember those days of torment. You know, when your big, bro uh, big brother beat you up and stuff. You remember that and stuff? And put you well, uh, no, 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 because that wouldn't be nice. But I remember that days, and um, this was a number of years ago, I got in his head. I got in his head. And we would play, and something would happen, and I would win. I was in. I knew it, too. I knew I was. That was the best part. I would, knew I was in his head. Now, I'm sorry. I, that, just thinking back a few years ago. I'm not, I don't want, I'm not trying to get in anybody's head today, but uh, I was in his head. And um, so finally one day, uh, you know, he wouldn't admit I was in his head, but I was in there. So we finally, this one day, this was years ago, we're up there, we're playing the last hole on this course, the last hole. He's got to get up the putt. If he makes the putt, I can't remember it. Um, it was either to tie me or beat me or something. It was a very vital putt, okay? Again, I'm in his head and I know this. And I'm not exaggerating. The ball was about this far from the hole. You could blow on it almost and it goes in. And so I walked up to him, you know, and I says, listen, be very, very careful. That's going downhill. You don't want to hit it too hard. And, of course, he gets up there, and I don't want to look at anybody, one of my brothers. He got up there, and he hit the ball, and it went this far. And he says, that's when he said, he's in my head. That's when I knew that uh, finally it was in there. But it was funny because what's in our head can really affect our lives, can intimidate us, or it can bring us down if we got negative thoughts in our mind. It's so important. God's trying to get us, as the message title is, is to think big. You know why? It's not because we're so big. It's because he's so big. He's amazing. We want him in our heads. It took, you know, um, God's trying to free us for getting out of the place where we put limits on ourselves. That's why we got to start getting pictures, pictures in our head of greatness, you know, of God's greatness, of what he can do in our life, what he's doing in our life. We need to see success, prosperity, a big God inside. We need to see that. What's, because we're gonna we're affected by what we have in there, right, Dave? Uh, oh, I didn't mean to give me names, but anyways, we're affected by what's in our minds, in our brains. Tony, can you put the uh, next scripture up? Paul says, "Oh, you Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you. Our heart is enlarged. You are straightened in us." but you are straightened in your own bowels. He was saying, Paul saying, look, we have opened our hearts to you. We have opened our hearts wide to you, but you haven't to us. That word straighten means to hem in, to cramp, but you have hemmed in in your own bowels. You've got small, 
Maybe it was distrust. Maybe what whatever it was in their life. They 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 and then they cramped instead of opening himself up and loving and, and opening themselves up like Paul did. But they were living in a place that was cramped and it stifled what God was trying to do in their lives because of the way they thought. But Paul wasn't to blame for that condition, was he? Because his heart was enlarged towards them. No, they were short, you know, straightened because of what was in their own cells. In other words, they put limitations on themselves. And in those limitations, limitations bring restrictions. Limitations bring restrictions in their lives, in our lives too. And in their limited thoughts, and their limited way they looked at things, it created limited results because that's what comes from limited thinking. When we live, when we live in our own mind, when we live in our own mental restraints, we put on ourselves, when we live in there, you know what's going to happen? We're going to struggle with discouragement, depression, um, inferiority. We're going to struggle with disappointments in that. There's nothing good in that restraints of our own minds. How many know God is trying to get us out? He's trying to get us out there. You ever say, hear somebody say, that person's really out there. Well, God's trying to get us out there, out there believing some amazing things is. But we don't want to create limitations in our own thinking. You know, remember people say, well, just let, I just believe for the moon. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I believe, you know what I mean? Some people have that thoughts. Some people in the world do amazing things. They do amazing. You know what I think about just crazy? I remember the days of roller skates, you know? And people used to, well, I couldn't roller skate, but I see people roller skate and maybe they do this and do a few things. And then all of a sudden you see skateboards. And you see people, you know, just going down their skateboards. And now it's amazing. You can turn the TV on and you can see these things that these kids and these people do with skateboards. It's amazing. All these flips up, jumping up and coming back down on the board and all these Things. These kids, they're taking the limitations. I'm still back on roller skates. You know, and they're way up there. And they're, you're, they're doing, it's amazing when you think of from just a skateboard to going down the street to where they come. It's limitations taking off. It's amazing where we've come in so many things. It's amazing when you watch basketball today. Basketball, it's amazing what they can do today than what they could do Years ago, it's amazing when people can get out there and they'll get out there in practice. This guy, Steph Curry, plays in the NBA. Boy, and he takes this ball. This guy can throw three-pointers like nobody can. It's amazing. There was a time a three-pointer, three-pointers when it's back a long ways, a certain place behind his line, that instead of getting two points for a basket, you get three points. It was it was seldom, you know, I mean, once in a while they get a three-pointer. Today it's like, you know, it's so common. 
But, you know, it's in Steph Curry, I'm sure, he got a limitation. He said, look, I can get out here, and I can practice, and I can practice, and I can practice this three-pointer. I can become very proficient in these three-pointers. Because, you know, he getting out of the limits of thinking. And you look at some of the things that people have invented and have done that have been amazing, but they were thinkers. They, were, they got out of limitation. But it's a shame that too many times we as Christians are defensive, staying in our spot, in our place of safety, instead of getting out and, and daring to believe. But, you know, it's so important. That's why God, part of the reason that God's given us the gospel, the gospel is to free us from the limitations of what we think God can do in our life. And the reality is God's already done about everything he's going to do in our life. In a sense, he's already done it. You say, wow, this is it? I've, I've arrived? No. No, no, God is already done. He's perfected us, right? He's given us a gift of righteousness. He's made we're complete in him. He's changed us. He's done all these things. See, the limitation isn't what God did. The only limitation to that is us believing what God did. See, the thing is, is we need to think big. Because God did something amazing, so big, in our life. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. And hopefully I live long enough to say it another thousand times before I die. The greatest miracle in the world was our salvation. The greatest miracle in the world was when God came into our lives. When he came into our spirit. And he made us a whole new creation. Now all things are possible. The sky's the limit. The sky's the limit because we're, we've been raised up far above all the sky and, and seated in heavenly places with him. But we were created for glory. We were created to be out there in a place of without limitations. You know, you can think of an ego. If you took an ego probably one of the most amazing birds is an eagle and took it and put it in a cage that ego is not going to be a very happy ego you know put a chicken in there probably wouldn't mind that much but you put an ego in a cage that ego is not going to be happy god help you if you put your fingers in there you know but that wouldn't be happy it's the same way with us we're not happy like we can be happy when we cage up ourselves and limit to what, you know, what we look at down here. But Tony, uh, but anyways, the, the gospel removes limitations from our mind. Uh, James 1.21 says, we're, we're a very familiar scripture, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and simplicity and naughtiness and receive the meekness, with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. See, we got the gospel to save our souls. Next one, Tony. Paul says, be not conformed. Don't let, this word, don't let this world form you. Don't let the thinking of this world form you. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. 
The gospel empowers our mind, empowers us to think in greater lengths when we look at it, transforms, we're renewed with the gospel. Next one, Tony. And the gospel is the power of God. Paul says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation, everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. The gospel saves our soul, brings us into rhythm with God. The gospel empowers us for expansive thought. Empowers us for expansive thought, to get us out of limited thoughts. And the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Tony, let's go back to 2 Corinthians and a message. Dear Dear, dear Christians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. See, we limit ourselves when we're looking in a small way. We got to get out of our minds. It's a good thing to walk around quoting the scripture. It's a good thing when you walk around and you're thinking about the word during the day. But if we want to really enjoy what God has for us, we got to get out there in the open. We got to get out there. We got to get out there in our thinking away from limitation. God's got so much that he wants to do for us. But God never intended for us to think small. When we get to stick to thoughts, it's like an eagle in a cage in our small thoughts. We're like in a cage. We weren't meant to be in a cage. In Exodus 3, 7, 8, when the children of Israel were in bondage, when they were in a compressed place in their life, they were in bondage. They were so compressed, they couldn't even think for themselves. They were slaves. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians, to bring them up out of that land, a bondage, at place of compression, unto a good land and a large Unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites, Perizzites, Hittites, and the Jebusites. God said, I want to bring you out of that place of limitation. I want to bring you out to a place of a land, a large land that's so spacious. It's, it's you know, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a roomy. It's room in every direction that they looked. God, imagine that. Can you imagine the freedom that they felt when they came, went into that land? And this is our land. And they looked, turned back, and they remembered. Wow. Now, I know it was 40 years ago that we came out of Egypt. But I remember, and if I don't remember, I remember the stories of how awful that was. I couldn't move around. I could only do what the Masa would let me do. And look at this land. Wow! This is ours. 
Well, that's what God wants, wanted for them. That's what God wants for us up here too. Room. A lot of room. So the Lord promised them a good land. That land of Canaan was a great place. The message says, And God said, I've taken a good Long look at the affliction of my people in Egypt. I've heard their cries for deliverance from their slave masters. I know all about their pain. And now I have come down to help them, pry them loose. It's like he wants to pry us loose from the grip of Egypt, from the grip of limitation. Get them out of that country and bring them to a good land with a wide open space as a land lush with milk and honey and land of Canaanite, Amorite, Perizzite, Hivite, the Jebusite. You know, can we imagine getting up every morning with an expectation of good in our life? Can you imagine that? Even if you had a terrible day that day, it's still a good day to, way to get up. Thinking, what a, well, this is a good day. And it is a good day. You know why? The Bible says that this is the day the Lord had made. And I'm going to rejoice because I'm going to step out in faith. I'm not going to wait till I feel it. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. See, that's every, you know what? This is the day is every day. Because every day we get up, this is the day that the Lord has made. But I'm just I'm going I'm passing some notes here, okay. But God wants us to enjoy all that Christ came and paid for, what He did for us. You know, He opened up the door. You know that why we're so blessed. We're blessed because of the we're the seed of God. I was just thinking about that too, you know, and I know this, but I was, I was in prayer this morning, and I was praying for my 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 children. And I was reminding the Lord, I said, Lord, you know that my son is blessed because he's my seed. You promised that my son is blessed because he's my seed. Your word says that. You know, many promises. He talks about our seed being blessed. But he says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. You know, there's many promises about him saving our seed and us talking about it. But the thing is, what hit me this morning was, hey, I'm his seed. And that's, you know, I never really thought about it. Hey, wait a minute. I'm blessed. I'm the seed of God. I'm blessed. And I know we know that. But, you know, you know, God, you know, touches you different times. And, but, uh, yes, we, we're blessed. How many know that uh, when your kid gets up in the morning or starts their day, that, uh, you know, as a mother, you're not saying, wishing, well, I am. Um, you have a bad day now there, Jenna. Go out there and have a bad day. And, you know, and I, you know, I hope, I hope, I hope today when you go out there that you, you know, you can get knocked around a little bit so you can learn, you know, teach. You know, no, no. When you get up in the morning, you, you want your child out there and you want them to have a good day. You want them to walk in prosperity and success and blessing in every area of their life. Well, God does too. That's why he says, for I know my thoughts toward you, say it. The Lord's thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and hope. God's got good thoughts towards us. We need to open up our minds. 
Because I'll tell you, you wake up in the morning sometimes, or you walk out the door, or you go through the day, and all of a sudden you feel blah, you feel ugh. No, see, that's gone back in the limited mind. And God says, no, get out of there. Get out of there. Aren't you blessed? Aren't you blessed? I don't care what you're going through. Today you're blessed. My blessing's on you. I want you to believe you're blessed. I want you to open up your mind to that. One last scripture. I skipped some notes, so you'll get them this week anyways. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief cometh not, but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Not just life, but he said, look, I have come to give you life more abundantly. He wants us to have a better life, a better life, a life that's always getting better. But we're not going to find that in our old thoughts, okay? We got so many thoughts that can come to us that are killers, that'll discourage us in a second. So many thoughts. But I'll tell you something, the more we learn to pull out the thought of God, more and more those old thoughts leave and they don't come back. You know, the enemy will only tempt us to the point when we realize he can't get us. And then he backs away. I used to smoke cigarettes. Enjoyed those things. And you know what? And when I quit... Oh, he, he attacked my thinking. Oh, man, you know, people who smoke cigarettes, you know what it's like. Well, you know, that first one in the morning, right, with your coffee, my goodness, you can't beat that. Oh, don't forget the one after the meal. That's so awesome. You know what I mean? That's, a, you know, and I oh, man. And quitting, I, you know, it was, it was tough for me to, you know, quit. And, all, you know, and uh, I was tempted. But you know what? I never, ever, ever get tempted with a cigarette anymore. You, you know what I mean? You could stand next to me, blow that across my nose. I'm not tempted. You know why? The devil's not bothering me about it anymore. You know why he's not bothering me about it? Because he knows he's done. I got the victory. So, you know, our thoughts don't have to be fighting with these. Thing, the point I'm making is we don't have to be fighting with thoughts or think we got to fight with these negative thoughts. We could come to a place of not, never having a thought of discouragement, right? Every one of those thoughts, we don't have to, okay? Jesus said, I'm come that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. He's talking about quantity, and he's talking about quality. Let me just read the definition. It says, in the sense of beyond, superabundant in quantity, or superior in quality. This is what Jesus said. I've come to give you life that they might have it, have life and have it more abundantly. He said, I, I, he could have just said, I've come to give you life. Because that's the, if you look up that word life, it's the God life, the Zoe. It's the God life. But he said, no, they said, but I want to give you life more abundantly, even better. So in a sense of beyond, super abundant in quantity and superior in quality, by implication, excessive, et cetera, et cetera. So he's talking about an amazing life that he wants for us. He wants an amazing life, but it comes 
through thinking big. Okay? Every day, every moment, we make a decision. I got this thought. What am I going to do with it? Every day. That's why we get that's why we learn the word of God. That's why we we our point of reference becomes the word of God. I feel, oh, I just feel like I screw up. I really screwed up. Ha! But the thought comes, oh, but you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, which I can I can dwell in each one of those. But when I dwell upon what he's already done, what he did for me, I don't have to dwell in the other one. So we want to think big. Don't let things in your head. Okay? Don't let things in your head. Don't let happen to my brother Dave uh, happen to you. Okay? Amen. God is good. Let's let's stand. We're going to pray. Amen. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Oh, God. I pray that I pray that we would hate limitation. I pray that we would learn to hate limitation because it limits us. It stifles us, Lord. But I pray that we would begin to love thinking big. To love thinking big. Because my Lord, your word says, I is not seen, nor ear is heard, nor is even into even into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love Him and has revealed them by His Spirit. And we thank you today, Lord, for the word that's gone forth. Lord, I pray that that this word, Lord, would have a, have such an amazing effect on our thinking. Lord, not just today and even this moment, but even this week as we're reading the notes. Lord, that it would have, that it would open up, Lord, that we would open up to us, Lord, that we would really, really be able to see, Lord, and to think, Lord, the way you want us to think. And we thank you today, Lord, for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for your presence and your word. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Anybody got a testimony today? Before we close, Brother Page.